Welcome to the Restless Soul Podcast. We're all restless in a way, chasing after things to find some kind of meaning in this crazy world. Each episode, a guest will share their story and talk about their spiritual quest to satisfy that deep longing. For me, I was restless before I knew God, and now I'm restless as ever. But enough about me. On to the pod. Hey guys. So today I sat down with Cody Miller, who is uh, an old coworker and good friend of mine. Um, so Cody is awesome. She's uh, got a great faith story to tell. Um, and uh, I worked with her for at least a year. Um, and uh, she really just, you know, brought... Um, just brought light into every room that she walked in and um she was just a joy to be around um and yeah i just really loved talking with her and i think you guys will too so a little background about cody so she's a worship leader in indianapolis um she does a lot of stuff on the side so here's some things that she does so she's a singer and songwriter uh she runs the faith is more blog um, and she also runs the Instagram page Embrace to Create. I really recommend you guys check out both of those. Um, great stuff on there. Um, just what faith looks like in, in, you know, in action and just being honest in your faith walk, which um, I kind of, in a way, hope to do that as well here. So um, without further ado, here is my interview with Cody Miller. Cody, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, glad to have you. Um, well, yeah, let's start, let's start it off. Uh, so tell me, how did your spiritual journey begin? Wow, that is that is a deep question. That's like a, yeah. So for me, um, I grew up in a Christian household in the sense of, you know, um, my mom, my sisters, we went to church. Well, I shouldn't, shouldn't separate like that. But um, both my parents were saying they were Christian. My dad didn't go to church with us um, as often, but he has his own reasons. But um, it was mainly my mom, my sisters going to church, grew up in church, grew up going to a Christian school my whole life, including college, went to a Catholic college. Um, so that was kind of what I was surrounded by, surrounded by Christian friends. Um, but even amidst that, I believed in God. Um, I, believed, I, I believed in Jesus in a way, but um, there was still, um, for me, I was still struggling with depression, struggling with a lot of um, shame, guilt, a lot of um, imperfect things, a lot of hopelessness um, that I didn't necessarily address or know how to. Um, wanting to use um, people as like a clutch. So um, my only hope, my hope and my joy in life that I would look forward to was having a family. That was literally the only thing um, looking forward to that's why I worked hard so that I could take care of my family that's why I did anything um, so I could have a future family get married have kids that was my goal but there was still like a a lack of motivation in general like an underlying hopelessness I guess I can say um, yeah but I didn't you know you don't really talk about that <laughs> that much you know I don't definitely don't talk about it in the fan inside the family you know my mom struggled with depression but she would say it as if it was normal you know i got depression like so i don't i don't take those pills i don't have i take too many medications to be taking depressing or depression pills um so it's just not something you talk through so i just kind of you know you just keep it to yourself um and think this is normal so i i'm thinking i'm always going to have this sadness so i'm just hoping one day someone will enter my life who will at least bring some joy and understanding um, but never thinking that, um, it would change necessarily. Um, and I didn't even consider God changing that. Yes, I believed in God, but in my head, my belief in God was just that he was in charge. Hmm. I had to obey his rules. He was a God I could pray to, but he wasn't one I would feel love from necessarily hmm. or feel comfort from or joy or anything. So that's why in my life, my goal wasn't to serve him or do what he wanted me to, or even ask that kind of question for most of my life. It was to seek out joy, which is what I found with, is what I thought would be, you know, having a family in a way. So, yeah. So my spiritual journey, um, heavy, didn't start till college when I was introduced to people who actually talked about God. So I went to Christian schools my whole life. We learned about God with Bible classes in the nine the whole nine, but 
my friends and our personal conversations, we didn't need to talk about God because we were surrounded by him. We were surrounded by people who knew God, so we didn't need to, you know. So college, I was actually introduced to people who had Bible studies, who talked about the Bible, who talked about their walk, who um, talked about gospel music and um, engaged in that. Um, and obviously, you know, we all talk about other things in college too. We do, <laughs> we do crazy stuff, which I went through and had to learn from, but um, it was on that walk slowly that um, I was even more curious about, you know, what the Bible says and um, what people's thoughts were and those kinds of things. Um, and it wasn't until I graduated where I actually hardcore even knew that I could have a relationship, like an actual relationship, friendship with God. Um, and it was, and I could actually hear from him. So I don't even know how I found out or discovered, <laughs> but somehow after I graduated, maybe it clicked or maybe I hoped, but I found out that you could hear from God in, in different ways, obviously. I'm not talking about necessarily audibly. Um, I'm not denying that either, I'm just saying. Um, but you could, like God speaks um, and that he wants a relationship. Somehow I found that out and so, I'm seeking answers about my whole life. I just graduated, you know, I'm seeking answers about relationships, seeking answers and I'm going to God, um, asking them in, in my asking like, okay, in order to hear from God, I guess I got to read the Bible more and all that stuff. So I started in my own time reading the Bible, not just relying on Bible studies in my own time, um, looking into, um, you know, what the Bible says about relationships and those kinds of things. And what I was actually asking about, um, and in that journey, along with, this is a lot, <laughs> along, with, great. <laughs> along with discovering life, because now I've graduated, school's over, and in my mind, now I actually have to figure out what I'm going to do in life, you know, to get to where I want it to, to make a lot of money and to have a family, which <laughs> is crazy. But um, in my approach to graduation and, uh, and after graduation, I've, um, as I sought God, um, he was changing my desires to want to be more purposeful in what I do in life, one. And um, I feel like he brought people in my life um, that helped me on the journey. So my best friend came back into my life. I was good friends with her freshman year then or sophomore year. And then I studied abroad, you know, things fall out. But I graduated and she was in her last year and I stayed at this, my university and she had been a Christian, hardcore, heavy relationship with God for a few years now. So she helped me a lot with my journey. Um, but I just, once I started actually seeking a relationship, everything opened up. My desires changed. I actually realized there was hope in life. And the hope is I get to do what I love and do it for a reason and fight for it. And I'm getting help along the way and wisdom and comfort. And there's um, someone who loves me like unconditionally and will never deny me those kinds of things that I learned slowly but surely <laughs> um, that got me that hopelessness that I'd always felt my whole life, that depression to leave because now I was starting to see a point in life that was beyond relying on a person to make me happy. Um, yeah. So now here we are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. I don't know if that was complicated. I don't no, know. <laughs> that was awesome. That was really great. Um, yeah. So, um, Okay, so 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 now you're um, you're you're out of, you're you're, yeah, you're graduated. Walk me through then to where you're at now with with this job, and um, tell me a little bit about like what that ministry looks like, and and yeah, like how and then how did how did that walk continue then from there to where you are now? Yeah, so this interesting one. So I um, like I said, started changing my desires to want to be. Um, following purpose more, using my gifts more, and not just trying to make money and do something that I would hate to do. Um, so um, throughout that year, I had an internship, so um, that's what was part of it, me trying to follow purpose. But um, throughout that year, um, I started learning more and more how to hear from God. Um, and I felt like there was a point I felt like he was telling me to move. I felt like he was telling me, you need to use your music more. I felt like he was telling me um, where to move and leading me to the job that I'm here at now, which is a worship director at a church. So in the midst, I felt like he's telling me, you're going to be in ministry, all these things. 
Um, and it was a type where it wasn't even, some people are scared when they first hear that, but it was like, he changed my desires enough where like I was excited. Um, though now that I'm in it, it's a lot, <laughs> but I was excited. I was like, yes, I'm going to be this pastor, woohoo, all this stuff. Um, but he prepared me throughout that year, slowly showing me, you know, telling me this is your purpose or this is part of your purpose at least. Um, to lead me into this is where I need you to move now. Now that you know that this is your purpose, you need to move here. And I was like, okay. Um, it took me like maybe six months to really believe that and like actually receive that mm. <laughs> and a lot of denial. Like I'm not moving, but I ended up doing it. I moved to where I am now um, at this at a church I'd never heard of. Everybody asked me still, how did you even know we existed? We're not even online or like videos online. And I'm like, right. Exactly. <laughs> That's how you know it wasn't me. That's how you know. Um, but yeah, I'm at this church now. They were in need. Uh, we have the same cause of fighting for fighting against social injustice, fighting for racial reconciliation. We have, um, they were in need of a worship director and I really wanted to dive more into my music and in ministry. So that goes hand in hand. So it was perfect. Um, and I forgot the second half of your question. Wait. I don't no. even know if I deviated, but yeah, no, no, that, that was right. Yeah. And the second part was just like, um, spiritually, then where does your walk take you from? Yeah. So you were kind of being open to, um, to this move and then, and then now you're, you're working in this ministry and then, yeah. What, what does that spiritual walk look like now? Yeah, it's definitely, it's way different. So it, well, I shouldn't say it's way different. There's a lot of things. Anyway, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> I've been learning a lot these two years of this journey. Um, there's a lot of things I didn't know growing up. Um, like I said, having a relationship here from God, also being deceived by the devil, the whole nine, all that stuff I learned the hard way <laughs> these past two years. Um, but now being in ministry, it's different because it's I'm no longer just trying to treat or work on my own spiritual growth. There's the idea of helping others on theirs. It's not just me and my friends, you know, we're on this journey. It's the idea that, oh, I'm leading a group of people. There's a set of expectation of you sticking with your spiritual growth and you knowing more than they, which is not always the case. I'm the youngest, I'm the youngest, if or I'm one of the youngest, if not the youngest adult in my church. Um, I'm one of the youngest. So it's a it's an interesting dynamic that I'm a leader in the church, but at the same time, I'm younger than all of you and you have way more experience than I do. So I definitely see the other side in terms of um, shepherding and teaching and helping others um, and learning at the same time myself still about my own spiritual growth. Um, so it's, it's a little, I guess it's more taxing because now it's not just about me. It's, you know, it's about other people. Um, yeah, it's a lot, but. No, that's awesome. That's, that's great. So tell me, what does that what does that look like? That desire to serve, to give, um, yeah. What what does that look like? Does that um, how does that stem from the relationship with God? And and what does that look like with feeling that that call to to give? Yeah, I mean, there's two sides, and we talked about you know before we got on this call about me being real and human. <laughs> So Let's go. there's two sides, you know, when, when you join on the journey with the Lord and you build that relationship, you know, you want to serve him the best that you can. You want to pursue purpose. So you're, there's, a, there's an excitement element about serving in ministry, wanting to be there for others, giving, wanting to, you know, lead them into further spiritual walk, all that stuff. There's an excitement element. Um, like, I'm so excited to help people. I'm all over social media trying to minister kind of in my own way. <laughs> um, but there's also a level of pressure because once you're a leader in ministry, it's just like being a leader in anything in politics or whatever. Um, there's this level of expectation of being um, someone who can lead me. You know, you don't want someone leading you that's going to fall off the rockers or that's going to lead you wrong or whatever. Um, so though there's an excitement to be able to help others, um, there's that level of pressure of having that expectation that's in constant battle. So for me and my spiritual growth in this, it's been a lot of going back to God, like I need you to help me alleviate this pressure, remember why I'm doing this, who I'm doing this for, you know, um, continuously going to God for strength um, and not being um, 
putting more pressure on myself than other people actually are in realist reality. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a battle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's gotta be, uh, I know for me with, with, uh, when it comes to ministry, um, there's that, uh, sense of excitement. And then there's also that sense of like, oh my gosh, I have this responsibility. Got to take it serious. And I got, I need the time to, to really soak up, um, time with the Lord so I can kind of wring it out, you know, on yeah. people. Um, and so it's like, you need that time yourself too. And which I think is healthy. I, I don't think you can do it without them, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell me about, um, so I know that you have, uh, or at least you, at one point you had, you had like a, um, an Instagram page where you post like these kind of quotes that were really awesome. Um, and then also I know you have a blog or had a blog, <laughs> um, <laughs> where you got, you got real. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I actually checked out your blog maybe from Instagram. I'm not sure how I got there. And I read an article, um, it was a very personal article from you and it was, it was awesome. Like I, um, was very moved by how honest you were. Um, and, uh, and talking about your, like things you've gone through, struggles you've gone through. Um, and it was, yeah, it, it made me think how can I also be more bold? Um, especially with like a men's group that I have, like, how can I be more bold and share struggles? And so, yeah, thank you by the way, for writing that. That took a lot of strength, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, that was definitely a push. <laughs> like, I really, yeah, it was definitely a push from God. Like, you need to just write this. You just need to do it and post it. Um, yeah, I do still, I still have both those things. So I still run both those things. So the Instagram is called Embrace to Create, at Embrace to Create, um, where I, yeah, post some encouraging sayings, um, some things, to, some food for thought, um, as well as other people's testimonies. Um, so that's kind of all on there. Um, and on my, in, on my blog called faithismore.com, you know, I post my own struggles, my own faith journey and walk. And now I'm adding to like real life stuff that doesn't typically seem to be in the faith journey. But like, when you think about it, physical health and other things that you go through in life is still your faith journey because everything you do is involving God. So, um, yeah, I post, post testimonies, post um, a bunch of stuff, but I do try my best to be vulnerable without name calling. <laughs> That's the hard part. Mm -hmm. Don't, I'm trying not to name call, but like being vulnerable and open about what I went through though. I was just having this talk with my friend the other day about how there are still things that I struggle exposing that I need mm -hmm. God to help me with. Um, he was telling me about someone else, you know, saying their testimony, hardcore, and hardcore, not ashamed, on video, in public. I was like, on video, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> I was like, wait, if I could type it up, nobody sees my face, you know, you don't know who this is. Yeah, yeah. But it's a whole nother thing to do a video. But it is still, uh, thank you for saying that, that it's powerful for you because sometimes I doubt, like, do I even need to expose myself like this? You know, is this necessary? But I'm glad you said that because I know the Bible talks about the power of the testimony. Um, and I, I do see how for, even for me, when I read other people's testimonies or, or listen to them, it shows me like, oh, they went through things too. Like, this is okay. Like, I am normal. I'm human. I um, mean, God helped them. God will help me. Um, so I am trying to continue that and still trying to be vulnerable and open, open even more after having that conversation with my friend. Um, but yes, continuing that, that's still a struggle, especially now that um, I do lead a church and so the, a lot of the people from that church are reading my blog that can approach me easily mm. wow, <laughs> each and through message or in person, like, thank you for, or whatever. And I'm like, that's a whole nother element, <laughs> you know, adding to the blog. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Um, well, yeah. Uh, so kind of to, uh, to backpedal just a little bit. Um, so tell me about, um, so you mentioned that uh, when God started changing your desires and you mentioned, you you, you said like there was, uh, you were almost like wondering like how you started to have such a desire for God and for wanting to, um, to like, yeah, like actually have a relationship with him. And um, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if you could tell me a little bit about like, was there a encounter or a, uh, 
a uh, season um, that you could kind of dig into a little bit more that would kind of talk about um, how that in changer how that in changer how that encounter changed uh, changed it all for you. Yeah. Okay. So um, it was the end of the summer after my graduation. Um, so the summer after graduation, that the end, <laughs> 2018. Let me just say that. Um, the end of that summer when I don't know how to describe, I don't even know what it was or I don't know, but I just felt um, just, I'm, I don't know. I, I just felt, I was watching a video and I just felt like a heavy spiritual encounter, I guess I can say, that was so overwhelming. I couldn't handle it. Um, I was crying the whole nine. And after that, that's really, that's what really pushed me into like, wow, there's a Holy spirit. Wow. There's like, he's God, like the, wow, there's actually something more than what I see basically mm-hmm. after that. And, um, and of course hearing what my best friend knew from her church and hearing about just stuff that I never knew before, um, really showed me, um, more too. But after that, that really opened my eyes to want to dive deeper into, okay, who is this Holy Spirit? Who is God? What's going on? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like all this stuff. Um, I think that was like the kicker. And through that, I would say the rest of that year um, was like, I guess the season you'd call it of me, um, you know, wanting to encounter, wanting that encounter again with God and um, going to God, I, I went through, I talked about it in my blog, how I went through deliverance, um, through that, the end of that year of, um, me, um, I don't, I, a lot of this is teaching for my best friend, <laughs> like I need to say, because, um, as, as I would get closer to God, you know, I would also notice struggles with myself. Like I still have these same struggles. Like, um, so, um, you know, I struggled with lust. I struggled with um, sleep paralysis. I struggled with depression. All these things were still apparent. And I was like, well, first of all, what is happening? Why do I still have these things? What do I do? My friend's like, you need to go through deliverance. You need to go through deliverance. And I was like, what? And so she hmm. is <laughs> so crazy because there's this, it was, you don't have, I don't recommend that anyone has, has to do this type of way, but this is what I did. And it helped me get closer to God. Um, there was a document that, her pastor sent of you literally going through um, every year, basically of your life through every sin that you can remember, not sin. That's crazy. We sin every day. (laughs) I'm sorry. Not that like every major, I should say possibly traumatic thing or anything like that. That's like majorly stands out, but you're in prayer. So that Holy spirit will point out to you and going through any um, major, um, major sin thing, major traumatic thing that your family members went through all these things so that you can pray about them and break that bondage off of you. Like when I say that was the hardest, hardest three days, because this was with fasting too. So I was just in my room, just like, okay, first question. Okay. Um, like, and it was hard because I had to face it and I had to pray against it heavy. And when I, and I felt so many, um, like attacks, I guess I should say in terms of like, in terms of like fear and shame and guilt and all this stuff coming up as I was doing it. So it was probably the hardest thing that I had to do. But when I did it, it was the first, the, this, there's three parts to this, by the way. So the first part, when I did the three days and doing these things, that's when I truly believed that Jesus was Lord. Like it wasn't until then when I had broken off, when I prayed against bondages, when I was in fasting, and when I felt like I had to push myself to admit that Jesus was Lord, I literally had to, t- first of all, declare it out loud and recognize that I didn't even believe it and get to the point of believing it um, with reminding myself of the word and praying and all that stuff in that moment. Um, so that was like the first major one. And as I continued doing the deliverance process, um, I had to... Uh, and breaking off bondages in prayer and then being prayed over at the end. Um, it's when I've really encountered the Holy Spirit, when I learned about spiritual gifts, when I, um, all those things happened and I felt like I was finally free to serve and free to just be his child instead of stuck in these cycles of sin and these cycles of um, poor mental health that I was stuck in before. And that was the end of 2018. 
yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Wow, that's intense. I've never heard of that. Does yeah, that... I know. Most people, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that's that sounds legit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy time. Wow. But okay. It was powerful. It's definitely powerful. Yeah. No. Praise God. Praise God that you, that that you yeah, went God. through that and um, you were able to to work through all that and 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 just yeah accept the Lord's love. My gosh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> what you described is almost like what I had to go through in a long, longer period, uh, which oh, I, yeah. I, I'm sure for you, there's probably like maybe more to it, but that is, yeah. that's super cool. And maybe to backpedal from that. Um, so those things you needed deliverance for, you know, you've mentioned them here and there. Um, and I'm sure our, our listeners can uh, relate to a lot. This uh, desire for love, um, depression, um, wanting to family. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, feel free to share whatever you're comfortable with sharing. Um, but uh, this will be helpful to talk about now because um, it'll help talking about um, going forward, like what, what your need for the Lord looks like now. Um, but I, I want to know a little bit more about um, what that need for the Lord looked like for you to be like, I need deliverance. You, know, you kind of just named them. You're, you're battling this stuff. But um what was going on? What were those things you were battling with? And maybe, maybe what even caused those things to happen? Yeah. Like, what, what, yeah, what, what's that story look like? Yeah. So to not go off on a two hour tangent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so I'll say first, what pushed me actually to do deliverance and actually like, okay, my, to my best friend, like, okay, I'll do it. Okay. Um, I had since seventh grade um, struggled with sleep paralysis. And I, now this can be tied to anxiety. This can be tied to um, a lot of things, I guess. Um, for me, I think it was tied to many things, fear, anxiety. Um, I personally think it was also demonic attacks, but that's near here or there. Um, but for me, what pushed me was um, one night when I thought my sleep paralysis was gone because I, you know, Jesus, I love you. You know, I was building my relationship. I hadn't had it for um, a while, maybe a year or two. And I thought I was done. You know, I mastered it. And then when I say sleep paralysis, I mean, for me, I wasn't sleeping when I was paralyzed. I was awake. But I say sleep paralysis, that's the term. But basically, it's when, um, for me, it was like if I was laying down, even it could be in my bed, it could be on the floor, it doesn't matter if I was laying down, maybe getting ready to go to sleep, or maybe I was just reading my book. Maybe I had woken up. Um, and after a while, like I'm still laying because you do that, you know, um, <laughs> I'm awake, but maybe reading my book again or something like that. And all of a sudden, my body would just um, like I couldn't move. My eyes could move, my mouth could move, I couldn't say anything. Um, and sometimes, you know, my eyebrows would go up and down or like my eyes would move really fast. Um, but I couldn't move. I remember sometimes I would try to wiggle my toes and that was the most I could do. Um, so that started happening in seventh grade and it progressed. The more, the more I got afraid of it because this would last maybe three seconds, but sometimes it would happen five times in a row. Sometimes it'd be longer than three seconds, those kinds of things. So the more it happened, the more scared I got and the more my anxiety went up and the more times it happened. You know, it's just a cycle. It just goes on. Mm -hmm. But I finally mastered it when I went to college and I had a roommate who it can't happen when I have a roommate because she's here with me. It'll be fine. I don't have to be scared. You know, <laughs> somehow I dissipated. But then that um, uh, towards the end of 2018, when my my friend brought up the idea of deliverance, as soon as she brought it up one night, I um, was sleeping in my I was sleeping in my apartment um, and um, I remember wait, I remember having a dream of someone calling my name and it was like a light shining or something, hmm. um, like call my name or something. And the last time they called it, I like woke up, but it felt like I was being pulled. Like if you saw, I said in my blog, but if you saw Harry Potter, mm -hmm. I don't, when I think about it, not, maybe not many people have seen Harry Potter <laughs> who's listening. I don't know if you've seen Harry Potter, you would know those those things that would suck the soul out of you basically you could see someone sucking the soul out of harry potter like yeah. with the black capes do you know what i'm talking about i don't know 
No, but but, but I can like, get it though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. It literally felt like they were sucking the soul out of me when I was awake, like waking up slowly, hmm. and then I woke up like gasping for air, and like I can never say I was the I was the most scared I was ever in my life, like ever, and I said this can never happen again. <laughs> I was over it. I said, I can't ever sleep again. I'm tired. Like I need to do whatever this deliverance thing is. I'll write a 50 page essay. I don't care. Like, I was like <laughs> it wasn't a 50 page essay, but still I, was, I don't care. Yeah. So that, that, <laughs> that experience, it was like, I got so used to sleep paralysis where I was like, whatever, just whatever. But that moment, that's what really pushed me and showed me that it wasn't, it wasn't, from God, basically. It was demonic and it wasn't supposed to be there. Um, so that was one thing that I struggled with um, that God really pushed through. Um, and I talked about my depression and, and the idea of love and wanting love from others. My lust um, bondage came from, you know, things in my childhood that occurred um, and that slowly, you know, and it got me addicted to masturbation and all these things. Thankfully, God got me out of that addiction specifically hmm. before you know my actual walk so I was in college but it was still a temptation lust was still heavy um, it's still something you know you struggle with you're a person you, it's, you're not gonna be perfect after these things but hmm. um, it was still something that was heavy on me hmm. um, and I think as I learned about who God is and what love is and identified that away from lust I was able to um, as he helped me you know to be able to break off of that and also like just learning about him and learning from others and getting closer to him and going through deliverance, mm. you know, helped me identify like, no, that's not me. No, I don't want that. And mm. this is just the devil trying to bring me back to jail. I call it a jail bondage because that's okay. what that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's all a journey. Wow. Wow. Praise God, man. Mm -hmm. Dang. Um, yeah, I, I feel you. I've, I've had some, some, uh, weird things with with like yeah basically sleep uh sleep visions and and lust there's been some weird stuff between those mm. um and uh yeah i i had a i had a a vision um kind of kind of like a vision when i say vision it wasn't a dream but it was kind of like um where i saw um i saw like what i what i thought was my future child and mm. um and the Lord was kind of telling me um, that whenever you commit lust, like whenever you masturbate or whatever, um, uh, you are choosing that over what could be what could be a child. And and then and then I looked into the eyes of the child, and the child was almost saying like, like like you would rather have that than me. Like why don't you want me? Wow. Um, and and that was like holy. Like, that really did that like oh. yeah yeah and and that that was like what honestly like that moment is what um is what helped me so much um to be chased and uh to yeah save myself for future wife and um so uh yeah wow um thank you for yeah. for being vulnerable and for sharing that yeah um so uh Oh yeah. Okay. So then talking about where you're at now, um, are you still restless for the Lord? Do you, do you have a need for God? Tell me about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm still out here <laughs> following Jesus. Um, still, um, learning, growing, you know, still wanting to pursue purpose. Um, it is a constant struggle of reminding yourself who you are and what you're capable of when you're constantly surrounding yourself with your own negative thoughts. And I say you isn't a general you, but it's really just me, I guess. But um, I'm still, you know, trying to do what God wants me to do. Um, I think my biggest struggle is me wanting to do so badly what God wants me to do the most perfect way, because if it's not perfect, you know, I failed and I'm sinning and awful and it'll be a setback. And in, in my striving to do what God wants me to do in the most perfect way, I'm failing to do what God wants me to do because I'm overexerting or I'm start or I'm building up a fear of failing, which causes me not to want to do it. 
those kinds of things. Um, so I am still working for the Lord, but he's also been short. I've still, I'm still learning a lot in terms of what, what it means to, to um, serve God and walk with God. Um, still trying to understand what you mean about restless, still trying to understand what God means about restless mm. um, in terms of being restless for God. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still, yeah, I'm still following, still wanting everything that I do to be in his will. Um, but I think it's a journey of what that truly looks like mm. and how to do it that I'm still learning from God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's healthy. Um, that, yeah, if you, that's kind of the goal, right? No matter where you're at in life, you're always kind of like, all right, God, like I'm yours. What's, what's next, you know? Um, and that, that's, that's the way to do it. Um, so tell me about, um, uh, I think maybe it's helpful for people to hear that, um, that we're still struggling there there's a uh i said this in the last episode i did i, I did the the uh, last one with uh or it was my first one too um with brandon <laughs> oh great yeah um, that and, makes sense <laughs> yeah it was it was a great chat exactly right um it was a great chat and i told him this too uh maybe this will be a recurring line in the podcast but there's a song um there's a song by this uh this this uh, brother monk uh his name's uh, is called brother isaiah he's on spotify uh he's got some some, oh, cool, some cool jams he's kind of it's kind of okay. you, know, you know jason mraz yeah that kind of vibe oh um, okay so it's pretty it's pretty sick honestly that's some stuff but he's got a song called struggling and he's like it's mm -hmm. like he goes like i'm struggling starting to think that's not such a bad thing such a bad thing so it's all about like mm. struggling is not a bad thing right yeah. it shows that that you need help you need god um yeah. and um and i can relate a lot to that because i sometimes i'm like man i'm just struggling like you know uh the whole like prosperity gospel kind of like thing that some people talk about unfortunately that that kind of I wouldn't call it a teaching, but like that mindset has pushed a lot of people away from, from maybe the church or God. Like that's not, what are you trying to sell, sell, sell something. But I think the reality is like, yeah, like what you're talking about. It's like, man, I'm, I'm still restless. Um, I still got issues. I still got problems and, and God's helped me. Um, God's for sure delivered me from things too. So I can, I can totally relate to you. Like, oh my gosh, like, um, people, you know, friends of mine, like, man, you're a different person now. I'm just like, praise the Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> praise him. <laughs> Get your hands up. Yeah. <laughs> get him up. Get him up. Uh, and, um, but it's like, man, I'm still, yeah, I'm, I still got problems. Like I'm, st I'm going to count. I go to counseling, uh, regularly. I got to work through things from my past with my parents and, and with like the whole thing that went down. So, um, so that, that's helpful to, to speak that, um, but it's like in the midst of that pain and, and seemingly like dark stuff in the midst of that, there's so much light because it's like, that's that like, praise God, I have a reason to hit my knees every day, you know? Um, so tell me about what, what does that look like? You know, what this need to hit your, hit your knees every day. And, and what does that struggling look like? Yeah. The struggle, the ongoing, you know, I will say before I start, what's been really helping me is looking at the disciples. Like when you read the gospel, a lot of people focus on Jesus. When you see the disciples and you really think about where they were in that time, they're always struggling. And that just gives me like, reminds me like, you know, it's okay. The disciples were struggling and Jesus declared love for them. He was sitting right beside them. So anyway, I just wanted to preface <laughs> mm. that. That's been helping me a lot. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been watching a TV show about that. It's good. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> um, for me, yeah, like I remember my best friend would always talk about this, you know, the idea of, you know, once you have Jesus, you know, he'll lead you to, yeah, prosperity in terms of like, a lot of money and happiness and always joyful and always, um, I mean, there's a sense of that obviously the Holy spirit is joy, but I think what we often forget is that the Bible says you will be persecuted for my name. You mm. will suffer. And the Bible says it straight. Jesus says it straight up. Like this will happen to you. 
So don't be like, don't be alarmed. In other words, Paul always talks about like boasting in his weaknesses. You know, you see over and over Paul in the Bible, always getting, you know, getting beaten, getting killed, almost getting put in jail, mm-hmm. the whole nine. So um, I, I think that can often, that can also often be forgotten when we're trying, when we're wrapping up with the goodness of God and, and, and we're not really understanding what the goodness of God means. Um, and remembering that on this earth, we will suffer because this is not our home. If we didn't suffer here, why would we want to leave it? Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. me, my struggle recently, to be honest, like um, I was thinking that God was saying something that he wasn't. So I talked about earlier, also learning about deception and, and the devil's lies and, and you know him speaking. And it's interesting because my friend told me two years ago, I feel like the God saying, you know, like, don't believe the devil's lies. And I'm like, what, what you talking about? I'm believing the Lord. I'm hearing the Lord. Oh. And then just to find out two years later, I've been believing the devil's lies the whole two years so about certain areas. Hmm. And, and I just discovered that recently and that heartbreak through that, that disappointment and the realization that I was putting all my heart into a hope that I thought God had instead of God himself just crushed me. Um, and it showed me, you know, there's still suffering, but it showed me, you know, being human, there's going to be suffering because we often, it's so easy to put our hope in other things. And I'm still getting out of that, still asking God, bring me back to happiness and bring me back to just being joyful, just to wake up, to be with you and serve you. Bring me back to this place. And I'm realizing, I'm, I'm, I'm discovering that it's not a bring me back to, it's a lead me forward. It's a... Mm-hmm you know, growing process. What am I growing into? Help me move forward. Help me back. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a process that we're going to go through for, to the rest of our, for the rest of our lives. Um, a suffering and a God getting us through a suffering and a God getting us through. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and the point is that God is in the, with us in the midst of suffering. He's with us in the, in the, in the rescue and the deliverance. He's with us in every step. We see that all through Psalms. Mm-hmm. They're constantly like, God, deliver me. Thank you, God, for delivering me. God, deliver me. Constantly, like literally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jesus is with us in the storm. He's asleep in the boat. Okay, I don't know if everyone will get these references, but he's asleep in the boat when it's storming out. And we're like, Jesus, don't you see there's a storm and I'm hurting? And he's like, okay, okay, I'll stop it now. Like, mm-hmm. it's to remind us this isn't our home. And it's to remind us to humble us, I feel like. And it's also to re- keep reminding me that, when I put my heart in something that's not him, I'm going to be disappointed because mm. it's not going to work out as I hoped ever mm. because yeah. no one's ever perfect and nothing's perfect except for him. So, yeah, it's been interesting. Mm. Yeah, man, that's the, that's the process. Yeah, I know I like that, that this kind of crying out for God and then like, thank you. Like that, that is, that is so true. And I think it's a, I think it's a really healthy um, mindset of this kind of growth and, 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 and going forward um, that I can definitely relate to that. Um, and uh, something that I, I need to work on that I, and I've, I've received this in prayer and I, I'm just like pushing it to the back shelf. Like, let's, right. look, let's look at another book here. <laughs> yeah. Like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is like um, when you have, uh suffering and pain like offer it up for um for other souls and and for your brothers and sisters use it for the good you know use this pain for mm-hmm. for, for good um because uh and i feel like that's another level for me to grow in is it's like it's one thing which is hard enough as it is to to continue on and to, and to praise him through it and to, and to keep believing and um, and, yeah. to, and to ask God for help, right? That, that takes a lot of strength and that's what we're called to do. And then I've been, I've been challenged to, to, to keep going and be like, okay, is there someone in my life um, or just in general, like coronavirus or the you know, just <laughs> racism and like everything, like, yeah. is there something that I can use? Um, it's like almost like fasting, right? You're like, you're praying with something else. Like, can I offer mm. prayer plus this pain or struggle? And, and that's something that, anyways, I got to work on that. Um, I don't know if you've had, had yeah. any experience with, with trying to offer things up for like that. Um, do you mean like, um, when you say offer things up, do you just mean like, um, praying for other things as well as yourself or, um, like praying for other things that are other people suffering or other causes that cause suffering? Like, what do you mean? 
further in that. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, you know, Paul talks about, um, he's like, I'm offering up all of this pain and that I'm in, you know, I'm in jail. I'm offering all up for you guys that like community that he's writing back to. Yeah. So basically okay. just like offering up that, that pain that you're going through, uh, for other people as a, as a prayer, um, to help other people. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm trying to like understand it better, but like, um, like, um, in my suffering, as I give it to God, as I lift that burden, mm-hmm. uh, I pray that like, I'm including these other things with that lifting. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Like, so here's an, ex- like, yeah. Like fasting is an example. Like, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're, um, depriving yourself of something, um, in order to, for a greater dependence on God, but okay. also, but also you're using the fasting as a way of, um, of offering it up to God. Um, so you may, um, yeah, you may, you may be fasting for something or, or, or whatever it is. Um, like I had a friend of mine, oh, you remember Josh Camo, the story, the, I did the story on dude, oh my gosh, I don't know if I told you this, but, um, in the final day, you know, weeks or whatever it was before he passed, um, mm-hmm. me and my, in my men's group, we, um, we were doing a, a fast together. Um, and we were, um, I don't know that we were necessarily offering up for certain things. We were just doing it together. I th- but there might've been some things that we were like, oh, let's keep that intention as we're praying and fasting. Um, but we, we did actually, no, yeah, we, I texted Josh and was like, Hey man, we're praying for you. We're offering up this, this pain, this fasting we're going through, you know, you are, you are one of those intentions. And, and I, I hope, I hope the Lord can, can help you. And he was like, he's like, I'm offering, I'm offering my pains up, up for you guys. And I was like, Whoa, wow. uh, like, yeah, yeah. Like he could have just been like, yeah, yeah. Like, thank you. Like, I'll, I'll, pray, I'll pray for y'all. He's like, I'm offering up this for you. Mm. And I was like, Holy crap. And like, what a, again, like what a beautiful way to use something so hard. Um, it, like I said, it's one thing to like, to want to carry your cross, you know, cause sometimes you're just like, I ain't carrying that cross. Like, I don't even want to deal with that. <laughs> to, but like Jesus, yeah. Jesus embraced his cross. He was like thankful for the cross cause he knew mm. he was offering up for us. So like to, to, mm. to, for him to find some kind of purpose and that suffering was, it really moved me. So I, I was just curious if, if with everything you've been through, if you've had any encounters like that, but it's, it's cool if that hadn't, wasn't a part of it. No, I just haven't, I hadn't ever heard the explanation of it. I've heard of, um, fasting for others, like fasting to intercede for others. So I've done that a few times in terms of, you know, I'm fasting and, and offering up, I guess that you'd say offering that up, that pain and, um, you know, I hear it as a denying my flesh mm-hmm. and strengthening my spirit to God, um, or God allowing God to strengthen my spirit while my flesh is weak. Um, and in that, while my spirit is being strengthened, interceding for my mother, interceding for these other people. Mm-hmm. So I've heard of that, but, um, I feel like I still didn't fully wrap my head around it. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. get the full explanation. So I feel like you saying that helps me understand better what that even means and looks like. Um, so I have done what I just said, but yeah, I haven't thought about it like that. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Like I said, it, it, it's something that I, I don't do cause I'm such a baby, you know, like when I'm in pain, like, I'm just like, I can't think about anybody else but myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. But and it gives you a perspective of what these other people were going through with Jesus and Paul. Like, how do you do all that when I can't even like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I skip breakfast and I'm, I'm cramping up. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah that's so true that's yeah. so true um well awesome well we can we can uh yeah wrap it up here um okay. i think yeah i think i think that that was great um i think we answered everything i had um was before we before we wrap it up is there any anything else that you would like to share or, or anything else at all um i guess i would just say um in terms of you know finding that hope in life and losing that restlessness just in general, finding the restlessness for God. I just want to encourage anyone listening that um, it's not it's not that you have to be this certain type of way that typical Christians are or, or be perfect or anything like that. It's all about um, finding an anchor um, and all about just um, looking to God to see if he can be that hope for you. And I think just in this 
searching and the seeking that's what he appreciates most that you're looking not about you trying to be perfect just about you looking for him to for that hope and to rid yourself of that type of restlessness in in just in life in general um yeah <laughs> mm, love it i love it that 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 you're kind of heading really on kind of what i want to start to this which is all about like man the lord just the lord just wants us to cry out for him and he wants to be there for us and he just yeah i think it's a beautiful thing for him for him to see his children restless for him like he's like yeah it's just like we're both running towards each other right he's yeah. he's restless for us we're restless for him it's beautiful mm, um, running towards each other <laughs> yeah um so yeah th this was so great do you want to real quick um I forgot to do this at the beginning. Really quick, just uh, tell me, um, like, just tell me your name. Tell me um, uh, maybe where you're living, what, and then what you're doing for a living right now. Just like a quick, like, this is me kind of introduction. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm Cody Miller. Hi. Um, I'm Cody Miller. I um, currently live in Indianapolis. I'm a worship director. Um, I'm also, you know, I write, have a blog. Um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I'm so bad at intros. Like it's not even, it's not even funny, but that's, <laughs> that is me, you know? <laughs> yes, I'm a young adult. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it, love it. And and, let's, and then uh, where can people go to learn more about um, the, the work that you do? Hmm. Okay, that is an interesting question. Okay, where can people go to learn more about the work that I do in terms of learning more about me and my own um, personal um, life and ministry personally, just to, um, yeah, what I do in my own time. I'll say you can go to my blog, faithismore.com. You can go to my other Instagram, um, which is at embrace to create. Um, in terms of what I do for um, my main job, I'm a worship director at Common Ground Christian Church Northeast in Indianapolis. So you can check us out. We're now starting to post videos to the public since this COVID thing. So check us out there. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much for coming on, Cody. Yeah, thank you, Ben, for having me. Anytime, anytime.